Good evening, everyone, and welcome in to Albemarle Community High School. The uh, setting of for tonight's National Trail Conference battle between the Altamont Indians and the uh, St. Elmo Brownstown Eagles. Welcome in to the broadcast position here in the Crow's Nest here in Altamont Community High School. Travis Sparks alongside Dominic Dater and we'll be here all night calling all the action here on the boys of Altamont Indian Athletics. 100.5, 105.5, Jack FM. Also streaming online at radio.com as well. And Altamont uh, comes in into this one at 17-6 and a six on the year. And 5-0 and in the NCC. St. Elmo, they come in at a 20-6 and six overall. And a 4-2 and two in the NCC. Last game for Altamont was a Tuesday. As it was a 65-41 victory over in Yoga. As Altamont led by five points after the opening quarter. But then a 22-8 second quarter extended Altamont's lead to a 41-20 at the half, and uh, then they also put up a 20 spot in the third quarter as well offensively, and it eventually got the running clock going in the uh, fourth quarter as well for uh, Altamont pulling out the victory in the Battle of the Indians as uh, Aiden McManaway had a uh, great night once again, putting up another career best as he's popping it the last couple of games, and the 20 points he had uh, on a Tuesday. Kaden Miller added 18, a lot of those came to the free throw line. And KD, Kate Davis, was also on double figures as well. He had 12, and we also had uh, Millsville having a little bit of an off night. He only had five points into the game, but Altamont came away with a victory, and they stayed undefeated in the NCC. Yes, they did. They stayed undefeated in the, uh, in the NCC, like you said, in the big game here tonight. And uh, big game just the rest of the way. It's, uh, this game is the next season. By two regular season games or NCC games. Uh, big one being Tuesday night at the, at the doghouse, as my dad likes to call it, the Inmo Center there. The Nancy versus the uh, number one 118 state Nancy Bulldogs, who are, excuse me, undefeated as well in the conference. So, call top box win tonight. They'll uh, be fighting for the NCC crown next Tuesday, but uh, definitely a tough task here ahead of them. The Samuel Brownstown squad, they uh, they beat uh, late last month in the NCC uh, tournament third place game, uh, 10 points, 54 to 44. So Samuel Brownstown, they're good team, good team this year as well. They're four and two in the conference, and 20 overall. So you know they're they're playing some they're playing some good basketball, and excuse me, uh, they're looking to come out of here with a victory as well here tonight and. Uh, Keep uh, keep some things going here towards <coughs> excuse me towards the, towards the end of the season. Uh, the brackets and uh, the seedings come out yesterday. The brackets come out today for uh, one 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 A through four uh, A uh, boys basketball. So you can uh, you can find those online on the IHSA website. And uh, now got the got the two seed and Jim uh, Brown got the five seed. Or, both of the Alpha regional here, so uh, these two teams could possibly meet a third time, but uh, we got to play the second one here, Travis, before we get to the third one. And uh, like you mentioned, there was a rematch uh, there of the, about two weeks ago in the conference tournament, January 27th. Alpha was victorious in the third place game, and it was a 54 44 victory over St. Elmo, and St. Elmo actually had a great start. They led by five points after the opening quarter. And then uh, Altamont came back there in the second, only trailing by two 
at halftime, and then a 15-5 third quarter before the Indians uh, gave Altamont the uh, uh, lead, 38-33, going into the final quarter. And that's just exactly what they needed. As a Eli Miller, I believe, was the one who hit that three-pointer to uh, give Altamont the lead there at the uh, very end of the uh, third. And uh, Altamont trying to replicate that performance, at least the winning uh, part of it. But hopefully uh, they will start a little bit better uh, for uh, that perspective from the previous game. But they always time for St. Elmo. They're hoping that they'll continue to uh, start uh, that way here and carry on through the rest of the game. They kind of felt like they let one get away there in the NCC tournament uh, final third place game. Uh, Millville had a great night, or a great afternoon, I guess, uh, for that one. He had 22 points. Uh, Eli had 11, and Yarhouse was close. And McManaway was close to double figures as well. He had eight. Uh, Colin Maxey led the way on that night, or on that day for St. Elmo. He had 13 points. Uh, Kate Shaw, who made the all-tournament team, uh, he had 10 points in the contest as well. And Josiah Maxey uh, was a double figure as well. And uh, Mason had nine, and Atwood had an off nine uh, there as he had two points. He's usually one of the leading scorers, leading rebounders for uh, St. Elmo. as He was really putting up the uh, boards or the other day. As uh, Tuesday, they won against uh, Raymond with Lincolnwood, 44-39. The defensive struggle there. And uh, Shaw led the way. He had 13 points, and Atwood had 12 and 16 rebounds as well. Most of them came on the offensive end, or the defensive end, rather. St. Elmo shot 46% from the field and had a 30-18 rebound advantage on a Tuesday night victory over uh, Lincolnwood. And like you mentioned there, Dominic, as well, the uh, season brackets uh, coming out the last couple of days and today. And uh, these two teams could meet later on uh, down the line in a couple weeks in uh, regional play, as it kind of always seems to uh, work out with uh, St. Elmo being in close proximity uh, with them. And it's going to be the same setting as it has been right here in Altamont. Altamont hosts the regional on the boys' side in Class 1A. We'll update you with those brackets uh, at halftime, and we'll also have a special interview with uh, Athletic Director Katie Lurkin uh, here at halftime, as well as talk about something that's going on in the community later on in March. So uh, stick around for that at the half. So uh, I see both teams ready for the national anthem, so we're the ready for the national anthem as well. It's brought to you by Kingley Insurance Agency, and we'll be back with the tip-off after the anthem of Altamont and St. Elmo. You're listening to Altamont Indian Basketball here on Jack FM.
You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School. About ready for the tip-off of this one between Altamont and St. Elmo. The National Trail Conference League, the starting five for the visiting St. Elmo Brownstown Eagles. They're going to start the same starting five that they did during the ACC game, third place game. On the tournament, number 14, Josiah Maxey is a 6'2 senior. Number 20, Colin Maxey, he's a 6'2 senior as well. Number 24, Kate Schaub is a 6'2 senior. Number 25, Brody Mason is a 5'10 senior. And number 32, Adam Atwood is a 6'0 senior as well. Again, it's Josiah, Colin Maxey, Kate Schaub, Mason, Atwood, the 5'4. St. Elmo Brownstown, of course, coached by... Greg Beagle and assisted by Ryan Becky and Nick Reeder as well. And they're in their road out of blue uniform here tonight. Blue numbers as well, kind of darker shade of blue there for their numbers with uh, white trim. For Altamont, they're starting five. Looks like this. Number five, Kate Davis. KD is a 5'10 senior. Number 14, Eli Miller is a six foot senior. Number 22, Kate Millville. 6'2 sophomore. Number 24, Aiden McManaway is a 6'3 senior. Number 42, Caden Miller is a 6'5 senior. So again, it's Davis, Eli Miller, Millville, McManaway, and Caden Miller, the five for Altamont here this evening, of course, in their home white uniform with black numbers. And that's it. Our coach tonight by uh, Trent Cool filling in uh, for Coach Sebergy down there on the sidelines as well, and Brian Suko is another assistant as well. So, rematch of a couple of weeks ago in the conference tournament. And we'll see what happens this time around between Altamont and uh, St. Elmo as place is not nearly a capacity crowd, but it is filled up pretty good uh, here tonight. And uh, the uh, Tribal Council, of course, well represented. And white is the theme. A whiteout is the theme tonight. So, We'll see what happens uh, this time around here in this one. I'll try to check on some other scores from around the area as well. And, again, we'll be up to date on the bracket at halftime and as we go along and have that interview with Coach Lurkin coming up at halftime as well. All right, it's Kata Miller going to be tipping it off against uh, Shop there at center circle. And we're about ready to uh, get underway here into this one. And it's going to be Alphamont winning the tip-off, so they'll be going right to left on your radio dial here to start this one. As it'll be Millville getting things over to Eli Miller. Like uh, playing a little man-to-man defense here. Kata Miller underneath. Count the basket. And the foul. And Kata Miller is all fired up here to begin this one. He'll go to the line for the old-fashioned three-point play. Fouls on 24, Kate Shaw. That's his first, team's first strike. Kata Miller is fired up. He's ready to go. Flexing on him. And a Caden's uh, free throw will be up, and it's good. 
quick start for Altamont and one for Akita Miller. It's 3 nothing. So, uh, St. Elmo at that wood. It trips as he was going up the floor, but he still shuffled it over there to Job. And it's going to be a high pass, but it'll be uh, tipped out. So, it'll stay right here with St. Elmo. Nice job there by, by KD trying to, trying, to, trying to keep that ball and knock it away. Of course, he knocked it out of bounds. But it's still a great effort. So, uh, they will get into there too with Josiah Maxey. Now we get things over to Mason here on the left side. Now back to a Maxey. He gets a little pump fake. Back to a Mason. Mason will drive and he'll spin and he'll just pick it up. And a handoff to a Josiah Maxey. We get it over to Colin Maxey. And Colin will dribble here on the arc. Picked up by Kaden Miller. They're going to get a foul on Kaden there. Kaden switched on Maxie that time and picked up the foul. Caden's first and team first. So he's team with uh, one foul here in the early going. So Atwood will have to go track it down in the backboard and it's an offensive foul. Offensive foul on Atwood. And so it'll be a turnover to Altamont. Atwood first and team second. So two quick fouls here in the early going. Uh, Remember, Altamont shooting a lot of free throws in the third place game as well. So, might be in for another one of that. KD for three in the corner. Corner, three ball, corner pocket for Davis, and it's 6 nothing. I would. It dribbles right around McManaway. They find Mason in the corner for a three. Splashes it home. So, Mason answers with a three of his own in the corner. It's 6-3. to three. Quiet the crowd here a little bit at Altamonda's Mason, but uh, split the score in half. Deficit in half, anyway. Nearly poked loose from behind by both Josiah Maxey, but instead, Altamonda keeps control of it. Kaden Miller gets over to KD again for three. It's good. KD starting hot. His second three is nine to three. I know I say this a lot, but the fire department here, because, I mean, he's starting off on fire, man. As he's shooting with a lot of confidence those last two. As it'll be Josiah Maxey dribbling inside, puts it up, left it short, and the rebound goes out to Colin Maxey. So the Eagles will reset. As it'll be a Shab up top. Now you get over to a Mason here on the left wing. Two minutes gone here in the opening quarter. Six-point lead for Altamont and a strong drive to the hole. Supping in there for Atwood. And it's going to be Kaden Miller quickly out of the way. Grabs his own miss, and he goes up and under. Had it taken away from him. And finally, Atwood comes away with, a, with the uh, bat, uh, the rebound. Uh, Schaub was that guy who scored that last one. So, a miss there by the Eagles. And Altamont will cut with the run of transition. Try to dump it down low with two Kaden Miller. And he dives in there for the basketball. And nasty collision there with Atwood, but... Both of them look all right, so it'll be a, a jump ball, so alternate possession arrow will give to the Eagles. So Schaub made that last basket. It's 9-5. Altamont with the lead coming up on five minutes to go in the opening quarter. As they get over there in the corner, and Brownstown throws it away, but they say it was tipped in that finally. They call over and back. Almost thought they weren't going to call it there. Yeah, so was I. But then you said it was tipped. Well, okay, that makes sense. But uh, 
call it nonetheless. So it'll be Altamana taking over on the turnover. And they get in to a Millville. Millville will get it across half court. Gets a screen there by Miller up top. And now he'll go up to Eli. Down low to a Caden Miller and back out to Eli. Eli will get a screen from Caden. Eli shoots the three. It's off. And the rebound is still loose. But KD is going to come away with it. He shuffles over to Caden Miller in the corner for three. It's off. No good. Fighting for the rebound is Atwood and McManaway. Davis comes sliding in to try to get it. But instead it's going to go off of Davis. So it's going to be Eagles basketball. Well, Will Howard checks in for the Eagles for the first time, and it's Mason going to be the one taking his seat. So the Eagles will inbound. 4.30 to go here in the early going. It's 9-5 to out As Josiah Maxey has it. Between the circles, and he goes over there to Colin Maxey. Now Colin Maxey will go over to Josiah. Josiah dribbles out here onto the right side, and he'll go inside with a layup. No, and rebounded by McManaway. Outlet pass is going to be picked off there by Schaub, trying to hit Caden Miller the other way, but a turnover there for the Indians. Each team with one turnover so far. As Atwood shuffles it over there to Josiah Maxey now, and hands off to a Colin Maxey. Colin will back it back out after getting a play from, and nearly lost it, and he throws up the layup, count the basket, and the foul, there's a foul on Altamonte. Looks like Caden's going to pick up that one. Yep, it is. Caden Miller second, Steve second. Colin Maxey will go to the line for the old-fashioned three-point play, and Caden will have to take a seat with those two early fouls with only 3.50 to go here in the early going. Yar- uh, Alec Yarhouse checks in. Not a guy you want foul trouble if you're out there. I don't know if you'd say he was in foul trouble last time these two teams played, but I know he did eventually uh, foul out in that game. And so it'll be uh, Colin Maxey at the line for the end one. It takes a bounce off the rim, back iron, and rebounded by McManaway. So after that basket, though, cuts the lead for Altamont 9-7. Millville spins around to the top of the key, gives over to McManaway. He blows by a defender, puts it up, and there's a foul. McManaway will go to the line and shoot two free throws here. Fouls on Colin Maxey, his first, team third. So McManaway will go to the line and shoot two free throws here. Is McManaway coming off that 20-point game last time out and makes the first. Gives the lead to 10-7. And Josiah Maxey will take a seat, and uh, Brady Mason will check back in for the Eagles. So it'll be McManaway at the line for a second one, and that was good as well. Two for two there. For McManaway is for two points, 11 to 7. Outspot. Atwood will bring it up. Roscoe pass a little high, and he stepped out. As that was Wilhauer. Take a step back with a pass, and that caused him to step out of bounds. Yeah, I just need a, need a couple couple more inches there to catch everything in bounds there. Turns, turns back over to Alpha. 
Another turnover there by the Eagles, and Altamont will take over, 3.15 to go in the opening quarter. Manoy has it up top. He gets off to uh, Middleville here on the left side. Takes a couple of fakes, and he'll hand off to a Yarhouse. Yarhouse trying to get free. Gives off to McManaway. Manoy's cut off by Maxie, and Millville's defender fell down, and McManaway's in the corner for three. It's good. Three ball corner pocket for McManaway. And uh, with that defender falling down, Schaub, he really twisted his ankle that time, so he's going to limp off. And Josiah Maxey will have to check back in. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Schaub's okay. He can come back to the game. Yeah, he, uh, he limped off, uh, put, put a little weight on that foot there, but uh, hopefully he's all right and can come back uh, later on in the game. It looks like he had uh, had something on his left ankle, but there's a looking at his right that he twisted. So that gives the Indians the lead, 14 to seven, with 2:30 to go here in the opening quarter. Atwood's going to fire from long range. It's good for Atwood, his first points of the night, 14 to 10. Millville will have him between the circles, and he's left wide open for three, and he splashes it home. Three pointers falling tonight in four outspots. They lead 17-10. Four from five, 80% for Alamont. Nathan goes strong to the hole, and there's going to be a foul there on Alamont. Actually, that's Josiah Maxey there. So, Josiah Maxey will go to the line to shoot two. Foul's on Davis. This time, Maxi missed the opening of the free throws. So it's still a seven-point lead for Altamont. They got shop foot or sneaker completely off and wrapping up that ankle again. And uh, shot or Maxi made of the uh, second free throw, so he splits the pair. Seventeen to eleven lead for Altamont. Two minutes to go here in the first. Manaway has it. He uh, picked up his dribble. Backdoor cut to Eli, and it went behind him. So stolen away there by Atwood. And he goes strong to the hole, and the layup's no good. And there's another foul there on Altamont. And so it'll be Atwood going to the line to shoot two. Fouls on Manaway, his first team score. Seven combined uh, fouls between the two teams already. Howard misses the opening uh, of the uh, free throws. But still 17 to 11, Altamont. Howard for his second attempt. And he puts it up, and that one's good. So he splits the pair. And so it's a five point lead for Altamont now, 17 12. Demo Brownstown, two for five from the line so far, and Alamont three for three. They might be in for a lot of free throws here. How the first quarter is going. Might be. They might be one or lost in the free throw line. Yeah, so it'll be a Millville here at the left wing. He picks up his dribble, gives over to Eli. Eli going one-on-one against Josiah Max. He spins around, he gets it in the paint, and gets it back out to the yard. Alspires for three. No good, and it's going to be rebounded, tipped 
by Altamont. McManaway came with the Eli throws it up. No foul, and Millville gets the follow shot to go, though. A few opportunities, though. Altamont finally cashes in. Wild shot was missed there by Wilhauer, and there's going to be a foul underneath on Altamont. And, uh, actually, that's going to go against Wilhauer for St. Elmo. So, going to go on St. Elmo. Foul on Bo Wilhauer, his first team score. I also noticed that uh, Ben Radel was in uh, a uh, little dress shirt and tie there. So, a little thin on the bench, and Tyler Ruffner checks in here for Altamont. With Kata Miller with those two fouls. Millville, long three-pointer. It's no good. And it's going to be tipped and won by Atwood. 40 seconds left. So it'll be Atwood. Trying to cross over McManaway and lose them momentarily. Uh, spin around. Mason puts it up. Left the layup short. Rebounded by Ruffner. 20 seconds left. McManaway will walk it up the floor and might be holding for the final shot. And so McManaway will hand off to a Millville standing here at the Altamont logo. Ten seconds left. Millville gets a screen there from Eli. He dribbles the other way. Yar out for three in the corner. Hit it out. No good. It's tipped out to Mason, and he won't shoot it. So that'll do it for one quarter of play. After eight minutes, it's Altamont with the lead, 19-12. to 12. We'll be back in one minute. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball here on Jack and it's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. Make cleanup easy with a new Whirlpool dishwasher. You won't have leftover dishes to hand wash with the flexibility to fit tall items in the adjustable upper rack and room for 14 place settings. Plus, you can skip scrubbing and pre-rinsing when you use the boost cycle. Shop Rogers Home Appliances to see how Whirlpool dishwashers can help you manage your family's mealtime messes. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School. Different story than the third place game. Uh, this time as Altamont has the lead at 19-12 after one quarter of play. So it'll be a Davis with the ball here on the left side. Thought about going inside and Kaden Miller also checked back in on that quarter break. Eli Miller in the corner for three. It was long, airballed it, and rebounded there by Colin Maxey. So, Eagles will bring it up. They give it to Josiah. Now back to a Colin. And the Colin will dribble, and he'll give it off to a Shaw, who's back in the game as well for St. Elmo. Josiah Maxey was open for three, missed it, but it's rebounded by Shaw. He can't get his shot to go, though, and rebounded by Caden Miller. 
and it'll be a Millville trying to work it around. Hands off to a McManaway. He spins around and he gives it back off to a Davis. Down low to a Kaden Miller. Out to Eli. He'll drive. The lane is free. A layup good for Eli. Eli Miller's first two, and it's 21 12. Nice drive to the hole there by Eli Miller. I would nearly lost it again here in the backcourt, but gets control back and throws up a wild shot and left it way short. Rebounded by Kaden Miller. He's trying to draw the foul there as well. Yeah, he would. So Millville will get over to Eli Miller. Eli will go over to a Davis here on the left side. 6.30 to go here in the second. Manaway thought about driving inside, but instead this is off to a Millville. Millville now goes high post, and it goes off of Miller's leg, and so intercepted by St. Elmo. And uh, then there's going to be a, a uh, violation on St. Elmo the other way. And they lost it. I guess they lost it out of bounds. So it'll be turnover back out tomorrow. Our house comes back in, and Millville's going to be the one sitting down. So McManaway will be the one to bring it up. Nine-point lead here in the six minutes to go here in the second. All right, Eli Miller dumps it down low to Caden Miller. A little bit of high post, really. And he gets it out there to McManaway here at the volleyball line. Over to Davis. Couple head fakes over to Eli Miller. Trying to get a poach touch, but it gets it around the perimeter to Yarhouse off the front of the rim. And rebounded by Atwood. Atwood in transition up to Shaw. Layup can't get it to go, but he is fouled, though. So, more free throws. Coming up for Shaw. And St. Elmo. Falcon number five, Caden Davis to the second. So it'll be free throws for Schaub, and it's back iron, no good. So that's still a nine-point lead for Osmond. 5.44 to go here in the first half. So Schaub's second free throw is good, so splits the pair. And now it's 21-13, and quickly up to Davis. The other way, who finds Yarhouse here in the left corner. And Yarhouse gets it taken away, and it's diving on the floor for it. Is Miller and uh, Maxi, and they're going to call a held ball. Alternate possession arrow favors the Eagles. So it'll be a Brownstown ball. And they have to wipe up the ball. little perspiration. And... Uh, also, perspiration on the floor as well. Very good. AD lurking. She's got the, she's got the mop, mop out down there. She's ready to go. She is ready, but. Not needed, but she's ready. Wipe it up with her foot. And so it'll be Davis checking out with those two uh, fouls, and Millville will have to come back in. So Coach Cool will have to do it. Navigate the uh, bench and the uh, foul situation. As Davis has two and Kata Miller both in foul trouble with two as well. He's out there, though. Colin Maxey drives against him, and he puts up the shot, and good for Colin, and it's 21-15. to 15. The man away will have it here up top. He's over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse over to Kata Miller. 
Kate will look for someone to pass to, finds Eli in the corner. And they're looking to get in a post to a Millville, but instead Eli will dribble here on the perimeter. Now goes over to Kate Miller. Now to a Millville, fought about a three, but a nice closeout there by Josiah Maxey. And Manaway with it. Looks for someone to pass. And he's just going to drive and spin, and he's at the free throw line, gives it off to Eli, and is going to call for a travel. Eli Miller with the travel. And so a turnover back to St. Elmo. Four turnovers already on the Indians. And Will Howard will come back into the game, and Coach Cool wants the timeout, so we'll take one with him. We'll be back in 30, out finally 21-15. 434 to go here in the second quarter. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Alpine Indians basketball on Jack Events. Based out of Altima, Illinois, Jared Nelson Trucking is a local company that can take care of all large or small hauling jobs you may have. They haul rock, grain, fertilizer, and many other commodities. Don't hesitate. Call them today at 618-322-6441 for a price estimate. Jared and Bethany Nelson and the entire Nelson Trucking crew would like to wish the Indians the best of luck. Jared Nelson Trucking is a proud supporter of Altamont Indians basketball. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back to here to Altamont as it is the Indians with a 21 to a 15 lead. As Turnover there by Altamont called, called for Coach Cool to take the timeout. Well, a little uh, four to four to two run here in the uh, second second half here, and uh, like like we said, Caden Day, Caden Davis, Caden Miller, he's with uh, two thousand feet for Altamont. They have a little bit of a comeback here. As it'll be a Howard getting across half-court. Josiah Maxey's into a trap and nearly stepped on the line there, but tiptoed his way there. Calling Maxey around the way for three. No good. Rebounded by Yarhouse. Quickly up to McManaway. Transition left the layup a little short, but Caden Miller snatches the rebound. Spins around. Count the basket and the foul. And Caden's uh, more fired up this time. And the first one. So, another and one coming for Caden Miller. Fouls on Bo Willauer for Sandoval uh, Brownstown. And so, uh, Brody Mason has to check back in. And uh, Willauer has to take a seat with those two fouls. And one free throw up is good. Three-point play there again for Caden Miller. That's how he's got his points. 24 to 15. Lead as well back to nine. Josiah Maxey down low to Schaub. Schaub puts it up and takes a couple bounces off the rim and down. So Schaub gets that bucket. And it is 24-17. And it's going to be picked off by St. Elmo. And that's Josiah Maxey with the steal. And Josiah gets at the top of the key over to a Colin Maxey. Takes in between the circles. Looks to work against Caden Miller and those two fouls he's got. Over to a Schaub here on the right wing. 
Schaub. It spins around, and it gets it off there to Josiah Maxey. And Josiah looks to dribble it here, and he goes back to his right, picked it up. Gives it back off to Mason. Mason with it on the left side. He dribbles, trying to back down at Yardhouse, puts it up, and hands off to Schaub, and it was stolen away by Eli Miller and almost taken away by the Eagles. But Eli gets it back, a little bit of a high alley-oop attempt there with Caden Miller, but somehow Altamont gets it back, though. Coach Cool tell him to slow it down a little bit. Millville does the opposite and goes with the layup. Back iron too strong, and they're going to get a reach-in foul. And that's going to go against McEnway. Manaway second to team, second quarter. So, Davis will uh, come in, and Garhouse will check out. So right now on the floor, Davis, Kaden Miller, and McManaway all playing with two fouls all on the floor with Eli Miller and Millville. As it'll be uh, Mason getting over to a Colin Max. He thought about a three, but that gets to Atwood. He's open, and he switches it home. Adam Atwood for a second three. And it's 24-20. As it'll be a Millville here at the volleyball line. Coming up on a couple minutes to go here in the first half. Davis down low to Akita Miller. Back out to Davis for three. This one's no good after a couple bounces off the rim. And a foul on the rebound. And this is going to go against Altamont. So now St. Elmo can cut it within one possession with two minutes to go in the first half. Colin Maxey hands off. A little weave action. Josiah Maxey gets free, gets Millville up in the air. He missed the shot, but he gets his follow, though. Colin Maxey for two. And it's 24-22, one possession game. Minute 40 to go in the first half. Eli is over to McManaway. Now over to Eli Miller. Down low to Kata Miller. He spins around. Kind of taken away by Atwood. And they're going to call a, a jump ball. And the possession arrow favors Altamont. So Atwood just came and took it away. Or almost yeah. took it away, but caused enough for the tie-up. Yes, he did. And so out one, and gets it in easily, and McManaway will call out the play, and he'll stand at the volleyball line, pick up a screen from Kata Miller. Over to a Davis. Davis swings things over to Eli Miller at the top of the key. Over to McManaway in the corner. A little pump fake. Now back over to Davis. Davis. Now a miscommunication with Eli Miller, and it's going to be Schaub trying to track down the rebound. That was Atwood that time. Couldn't quite do it, but it's still a turnover on Altamont. Now Atwood is shaken up. Tripped over his own feet, tripped it over to the black seat, slid in there. So Kata Miller is going to take a seat. And I believe it's Yarhouse who came back in. And Will Howard comes back in. Six turnovers so far, first half for Altamont. Dylan Brown's 
They did a better job of keeping keeping under control this quarter. Well, they got back in it. Zion Maxey has that at the top of the key. Now, passing it back around from Will Hauer. Josiah Maxey has it. Nearly poked away from behind, but Josiah drives. Back down Yarhouse, puts it up. It's no good. Rebounded by Yarhouse. Outlet pass up to a Millville. Millville in transition. Left the layup a little short. And they're going to call a foul underneath on Outspot. And the way that Millville's reacting is against him. Looks like it, yeah. Trying to get his miss back. Okay, Millville's first team sports in the quarter. Eight fouls all together here in the first half for Outspot. Coach Cool also on an exhalation. For that, not seeing a lot there. 30 seconds left in the half. Josiah Maxey walks it across the timeline. As Benamo can tie it or take the lead. As uh, Josiah has it here at the Indian logo. 15 seconds left. As uh, the Eagles all over the final shot. Will Hauer tiptoes the sideline. Downloaded Josiah Maxey and he spins around and he fouls. He's in the act of shooting. It would have been two free throws regardless. As that put out the right. in the bonus. Uh, but Yarhouse is going to pick up that foul. And Josiah Maxey going to go to line for two. To try to tie this one up. So Josiah Maxey stands at the line. Free throw is good. So now the Eagles only trail by one. With 5.7 seconds left. And Josiah stands at the free throw line for the second free throw. That was also good, and we're tied up at 24. So Atwood will sub out, and Mason will come back in. So Altamont will have to go the full length of the floor with it, but St. Elmo tied it up here in the second, 24 all. Manaway gets in to a Millville. Millville dribbles up the court, pass up the Yarhouse, deep three in the corner. Three pointer for Yarhouse. From well beyond the three point arc. And a Yarhouse makes it at the buzzer to give Altamont the lead at 27 to 2 at 24 on Yarhouse's first three points of the night. 27 24. Altman with the lead here over St. Elmo Brownstown. And uh, so we'll be back here at the half here in a few minutes. We'll get uh, Dominic Stats as uh, well as we'll have a little chat with uh, athletic director. Coach. Uh, I keep wanting to call it coach. I always call it coach because of the basketball team uh, last year and the previous years. But I will have a conversation with uh, AD Katie Lurkins as well here at halftime as well. So. Altamont leads 27-24 here at the half, and we'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to Altamont Indian Basketball here on Jack FM. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrisonville, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. 
When you're looking for that perfect company gift for your employees, where do you go? When you need custom t-shirts for that 5K or family reunion, who do you think of? When you need logo design, corporate apparel, or headwear, who can you rely on? Hi, I'm Don Burrow, owner and manager of Promark Advertising in Altamont. My staff and I, with our combined 25 years experience, are here to meet all your custom apparel and promotional product needs. Orders big and small, we do them all. Call Promark Advertising at 618-483-6025 or visit our showroom located north of I-70 in Altamont. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Get the stain-fighting power of Maytag in a new top-load washer that's built to handle tough loads. It includes the deep-fill option for more water when you want it. Plus, the power agitator uses 360-degree wash action to break up stubborn messes. Shop Rogers Home Appliances to see how a new Maytag laundry pair can help you power through laundry day. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. Based out of Altamont, Illinois, Jared Nelson Trucking is a local company that can take care of all large or small hauling jobs you may have. They haul rock, grain, fertilizer, and many other commodities. Don't hesitate. Call them today at 618-322-6441 for a price estimate. Jared and Bethany Nelson and the entire Nelson Trucking crew would like to wish the Indians the best of luck. Jared Nelson Trucking is a proud supporter of Altamont Indians basketball. Welcome into the Halftime Report for Altamont Indians Basketball. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School at the half. It is Altamont with the lead 27-24 after that Alec Yardhouse uh, made three-pointer there at the uh, buzzer. Since the Indians in the halftime with the lead. And uh, as promised, I'm uh, now joined by... Uh, the uh, Altamont Athletic Director. We were just talking about, I called you coach, coming up here. I always call you coach. I answered you both, so you're good. <laughs> Katie Lurk is yeah. here with uh, Altamont High School, and we're uh, going to be talking some basketball, yeah. but, not, but not girls' basketball or boys' basketball. It's a different kind of exactly. basketball. Exactly, so, exactly. Uh, good basketball. What, what's going good on? What, what, what's going on? Why? So our sports booster. Um, they do a fantastic job of supporting all of our high school athletics, and they do a athlete of the month through junior high and high school. They give out thousands of dollars each year to help um, send kids to a team to a camp or to do a team meal, a lot of supplemental stuff just to really enrich the, the Indian atmosphere. And each year they do a big fundraiser. So this year we decided that we are going to do 
donkey basketball. Donkey basketball. So uh, is that kind of what it sounds like? It's exactly what it sounds like. I tell them, When I tell people, they look at me and they say, just Google it and you're going to laugh. So um, we've got a Dairyland basketball coming in. It's on Sunday, March 10th, and it will start at 6.30, I believe, 6 or 6.30. Um, and we have four teams. We have an FFA slash FFA alumni team, a teacher's team, a first responder's team, and a community member slash coaches team. And so each person that's on the court has a donkey, and they will either be riding or pulling their donkey, or their donkey may be right pulling them, and they're going to play a basketball game. Uh, they say in show business you shouldn't work with animals or children, so uh, you We're going to put them all together. We're yeah. going to put it all to the test. That's right. Uh, there. Now, where is this going to so be it, happening at? It, it will be here in the high school gym. Okay. And tickets in advance are $10 for 13 and older. You can get tickets in either of the school offices at Luke's and at Promark. Luke's is actually going to do a, a special that day and 10% of food sales are going to go to Sports Boosters also. So go get go get some good appetizers and head on out. We really hope to fill the gym. We yeah. A lot of other area schools have done this. I Back when I was at Newton, I actually participated in it, and it is always a good time. Lots of laughs, lots of fun. So we're really excited about this. We want to bring a family-friendly event to um, Altamont, and it's a great way to support our sports boosters who support so many of our athletes. Absolutely. So sports boosters, donkey basketball, right here at the high school on March 10th. And uh, as I understand, you've also uh, recruited uh, a certain someone to yeah. join uh, one of those teams. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it looks like the other, the other guy I'm with talks to right now. It looks like I, I'm going to be a He is a going person. to be on our community team. So we might mic you up and let you announce as Ooh. you're riding the donkey. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, we're really excited. So thank you, Travis, Absolutely. for agreeing to do it. We're excited about that. Um, a lot of other community members, teachers, great response. Um, if anyone is an FFA alumni and they want to be on that team, just contact the high school office. If anyone has any questions, you can contact me at the high school office also. All right. Well, All right. Uh, Again, I almost called you coach. That's all right. We're going to watch Katie. Yeah. Katie Lurgan from uh, Alpine, the athletic director, doing a good job. And uh, she always is running around here doing something <laughs> doing uh, here during the game. So, That's right. Uh, we'll get you back to it. Perfect. And, uh, definitely looking forward to yes. that March 10th. March 10th. Donkey awesome. basketball. All right. So, Sounds great. Thank, thank you, Katie, you. so much for yeah. joining us here at halftime. So uh, we'll let her take off the headsets and we'll hand it off back to uh, Dominic here. As we've got about a couple minutes uh, left before the uh, uh, halftime is uh, over with. So uh, we're going to go ahead and we'll take a minute break and then we'll be back. And so uh, uh, it's 27 24 here at the half. You're listening out to my Indian basketball here on Jacobin. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. 
We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrisonville, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 100.5, 105.5 Jack FM. 27-24, your score here at the half. And Dominic, you want to run through the stats really quickly here before we start in the third quarter? I sure will. First for Sam Brownstown, Josiah Maxey, 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 1 from three-point range. He's 4 for 4 from the free throw line, 4 points. Colin Maxey, 3 for 3 from the field, 0 for 1 from the three-point range, 0 for 1 from the free throw line with uh, Lane Wilhire, 0 for 1 from the field. Cage Schwab, 3 for 3 from the field. And 1 for 2 from the free throw line, 7 points. Mason, 0 for 1 from the field. Adam Atwood got 7 points. 0 for 2, or 0 for 1 from the field. 2 for 2 from the three point range. 1 for 2 from the free throw line. As a team, Central Brownstown, 6 for 13 from 46%. 2 for 4 from the three point range. And 6 for 9 from the free throw line. And for Altamont Yardhouse, one for four is on big three right the half. Caden Davis has six points. Eli Miller, two points. Caden Miller, five points. Aiden McManway, five points. Caden Miller, six points. And her goal is 27. Thank you, Dominic, for running uh, through that. We appreciate that. And uh, St. Elmo will start off with a missed shot, and a, either one will track down a rebound. So it'll be out of bounds to Altamont on the first possession of the opening of the second half. I just try to do the best I can, Travis, and give the people what they want. Well, we, whether, uh, whether it be stats or color commentary. I well, we appreciate you running uh, through that. I appreciate it. Uh, Katie Lurkis for joining us there. Yep. And it's going to be a missed layup there by Eli Miller. And he's going to be fouled, though. It's going to be a free throw coming here for Eli Miller. So I was going to call it Maxie just a second. Tell him ground down first. So it's Eli to the free throw line and his first free throws of the night. And Eli is, gets it up and arrow rolls around through and good. So that extends the lead for Altamont, 28-24. First points of the half. Eli goes through his routine there and the free throws up and that one's good. Got them both. There did Eli Miller. And it's a five-point lead, 29-24. San Elmo going to be going right to left on your radio dial here to start the uh, second half as they got their starters out there on the floor as well as it is Schaub with it. They turn around jumper in the paint. Good for Schaub. And it's 29-26. He's a perfect four-for-four from the field. Well, banked up with that ankle, but otherwise perfect offensively. Millville gets over to Akeda Miller, and I'll tell you on left to right on your radio dial here. Millville, Eli Miller, Akeda Miller, McManoy, and Davis. And Millville makes the three and gets fouled in the harm. And Millville converts possibly a four-point play coming up for Millville. Wow. Foul's on Josiah Max, his first. And uh, so it'll be a Millville 
Going to the line for the four-point play, and he gets it down. Don't see those too often, but Millville cashed in there, and that extends the lead, 33-26. Nice job of cashing in by Kate Millville. And really with that Millville three there, gets Coach Cool all fired up with the rest of the bench, and it's going to be a turnover on St. Elmo. Going sideways for the Eagles now, and so it'll be a ball back to Alphonse. Yeah, I could, uh, after Millville uh, hit the ground after making that making that three, the, uh, the bench erupted and uh, things are uh, starting to swing out one way. So it'll be a Millville getting across the timeline as he gets the screen of there from Caden Miller and he gets it on the pick and roll and almost lost it in Caden, but he gets it back through two defenders, throws it up and he's going to get called for a travel. I was worried about that. It's a wild shot. Almost went in even at that. But it'll be a travel, so it'll be a ball back to St. Elmo. He did a nice job, though, getting – he lost it a couple times there. He did a nice job of getting it back. So it'll be a Josiah Maxey up for St. Elmo. And Colin Maxey with the ball. Also, Atwood, Mason out there, and Schaub with a 5 for St. Elmo. Colin Maxey, turnaround jumper right in Caden Miller's face. And Colin Maxey, his eighth point, 33-28. He's also 4-4. Four four. Manoway will have it here at the top of the key. He'll dribble around, call it Max. He puts up layup. is good for McManoway. Finishing through a tough basket. 35-28 out the Over to Atwood. Atwood will dribble and a nice finger roll. Stop finger roll there for Atwood. And it's 35-30. St. Elmo back within five. Down low to Kaden Miller, spins around, he's going to call for the offensive foul. It's going to be a shove, the one drawing the offensive foul that time. I say that Kaden kind of extended himself with the elbow when he turned around there, is what the explanation he got. Kaden's third, Alamont's first in the quarter. During that first half, we had Kaden Miller. McManaway and Davis all in foul trouble. And right there, Miller picks up his third. So it'll be Josiah Maxey getting out to Atwood. About five minutes to go here in the third. Over in the corner, Mason. Pump fake. He'll drive inside. Puts it up. Had it blocked. And Miller took a shot in the face. And it's come out there by Caden Miller and McManaway. Now here in the front court. And he'll back it back out. Millville trying to shake things off the cobwebs, and McManaway misses the layup. Caden Miller misses the foul shot, but doesn't miss the second follow attempt, and it's up and good. So two points for Caden Miller, 37-30. And there's going to be a, a foul up top here as it was Altamont fighting through a screen. I think it's going to go against McManaway. It sure is. His third, team second. So... It'll be uh, Will Howard checking back in uh, for the Eagles. And it was uh, Mason who uh, took a seat, I believe. As it'll be uh, a Schaub dribble baseline and puts it up, and it's good. It's a layup for Schaub. And it's back within five, 37-32. Schaub's got a lift now. 420 to go here in the third. Eli's open for three. Can't get it to go, but Kaden Miller's there for the foul. Misses his layup again, and now he's fouled. 
So Caden Miller going to shoot two free throws here. Second time in a couple of possessions. Caden Miller missing a couple of bunnies there. Uh, he's going to go to the free throw line and shoot free throws now. That's uh, Cole Max's third foul. Son of the third of the quarter. And so Caden uh, will go over to the sidelines to get a towel to wipe off the, the sweat on his hands. Makes the free throw. And that is back to six, 38-32, 4.15 to go in the third. Caden Miller's second free throw is also good. Two for two there. Perfect at the line tonight. 39-32. Davis checks out, and Yarhouse is back in. So to be a uh, Colin Maxey out here at the volleyball line. And it's going to be a back down and blocked there by Caden Miller into the arms of McManaway. Now Altamont will take over on the block shot. Under four to go here in the third. Millville handoff to McManaway. He's open for three. Can't get it to far. Tipped around and rebounded by Caden Miller. Dumps it Eli. And he's fouled hard. And he's going to go to the free throw line shoot a couple after took a shot there and falls to the ground there by that would have got him. Or maybe it was Maxi. Yeah. Also uh, Millville comes over to get looked at from that previous rebound that he got elbowed on. So Eli will be at the line shooting a pair here. Eli's free throw will be up, and it's no good. So he'll get another one, though. Seven-point lead for Alphamont, though, 39-32. Eli's a second free throw. It'll be on the way, and it's up, and it rattles in. A couple of bounces, but one for two on the free throws. It's 40 to 32. It'll be a Josiah Maxey. Here, dribbles all the way to the hole. He puts it up. It's good. And it's 40 to 34. Manuel will bring it across half court. To a Millville. Puts the ball away from Josiah. Now they have Eli in the corner for three. It's too long. And there's a foul underneath as an eagle goes flying there. And they're going to call a foul on Altamont. Caden Millville second. Altamont third. Davis checked back in, and Millville will take a seat. And Mason, Brody Mason, will check back in. Will Howard will take a seat. Three minutes to go here in the third. It'll be a Maxi getting across the timeline. That's Josiah Maxi. Schaub has it here at the volleyball line. I'll get over to uh, Josiah. Josiah gets the screen there from Schaub. Trying to give it to him, but can't. So it'll be uh, Colin Maxi here on the right wing. He's over to uh, Josiah. 
got the Indian logo down. And so take a couple of dribbles, crosses over Eli, and a wayward pass is tracked down by Atwood. And Atwood crosses over McManaway, almost lost it on the dribble, and he missed the shot. And the rebound is full shot board, still loose. And they're finally going to call a held ball. Alternate possession arrow favors Altamont. My goodness. Wow. Uh, Looks like a football game out there. No. Two teams that don't play football. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, it'll be Will Howard checking back in. And uh, Josiah Max is checked out. Wow, there's several bodies down there for both teams trying to trying to get that ball. It was rolling around. And they're beating and banging in our house between the two Eagles there. And yeah. Nothing but the held ball. Right. Eli will dribble here on the perimeter. He sprints around to his left, puts it up. Oh, can't get the shot to fall, but Eli's going back to the free throw line to shoot two more free throws. Already his third trip to the line here in the quarter. Fourth foul for Colin Maxey. And say we would have been shooting free throws anyways with Alcorn in the bonus. Eli made the free throw. 41-34 now. So Colin Maxey will sub out. And Maxey for Maxey. Josiah will come back in. We'll see how long Coach Fiesel sits Colin Maxey with those four fouls. And Eli, two for two there. 42-34. And Coach Cole time, calls timeout. We'll take a timeout as well. And we'll be back in 30. You're listening out to my Indians basketball and Jack Evans. When you're looking for that perfect company gift for your employees, where do you go? When you need custom t-shirts for that 5K or family reunion, who do you think of? When you need logo design, corporate apparel, or headwear, who can you rely on? Hi, I'm Don Burrow, owner and manager of Promark Advertising in Altamont. My staff and I, with our combined 25 years experience, are here to meet all your custom apparel and promotional product needs. Orders big and small, we do them all. Call Promark Advertising at 618-483-6025 or visit our showroom located north of I-70 in Altamont. We're back to more Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont. Eight-point lead, 42-34, two minutes to go here into the third. Eagles have the basketball. As it'll be uh, Josiah Maxey holding it here at the uh, half-court line almost. And uh, Josiah dribbling here on the right wing. Cross for a pass there to a job. Job gets a high post and it's thrown away. Intercepted by Davis. Turnover there by the Eagles. Fourth turnover so far this half. Browns down, none by Alpha. Van away trying to size up Mason now over to Eli Miller here on the left side. Eli holds the ball and calls out for a screen and gets it from Caden. And they get over to McManaway. Now a minute 15 to go. As McManaway will get pick up another screen, a dribble to his left, and it goes around the defense, puts up the layup, count it. Layup for McManaway. 44-34, largest lead of the night for Altman, and a 
Schaub is now limping once again with that ankle. And he's already took his sneaker off once and got that ankle taped up again. Got rolled up again. The Dean Plum will check in for Schaub as he'll limp over to the bench. And also, I believe, someone came back in on Altamont as well. So Manaway, Davis, two Millers, and uh, Caden Eli and Millville. Yeah, he's the one who came in. We figured it out. There we go. 45 seconds to go here. 10-point lead for Altamont. Atwood has the ball. Free throw line jumper. Fade away. It's good for Atwood. He's in the double figures now. 44-36. 30 seconds left in the quarter. As it'll be a McManaway calling for a play, probably holding for the final shot. 20 seconds left. Eli will get a screen there, a couple of screens. He'll dribble inside. He takes the layup. He's fouled. And so free throws. Two more coming for Eli. Fourth trip to the line and for Eli Miller in the quarter. And so Eli will be uh, shooting uh, two more. Eli's free throw up is good. Six of his points have come from the line. McManaway takes a seat. Kaden Miller sits down. A yard house returns. And Tyler Ruffner is in there as well. Eli will be at the line for a second free throw, trying to stretch out to double figures, and he does. Two for two there for Eli. 46-36, 10 seconds to go, third quarter. And Will Howard went right through his hands, and so it'll be a turnover. Davis there on the defensive pressure. So, uh, Raffner sits down, and uh, Kaden Miller's back in. Uh, Millville's, or uh, McManoy's back in. Yarhouse takes the seat. 8.9 left. You get back to McManoy, seven seconds, across the half-court line. McManoy here, spins around, puts up the floater. And a foul, and a free throw coming for McManoy with 2.1 left on the third quarter clock. Fouls on Plum, his first. Two shots regardless, even uh, even if it wasn't a shooting foul. Correct. Manaway. Free throw is good. Manaway's in the double figures now. 47-36, 11-point lead. Data Miller will take a seat, and Ruffner will come back in. And McManaway, the second free throw, bounces out, and rebounded there by Atwood. DP, and look out in the black seat. And so that'll do it for the three, after three quarters, 47-36, Altamont with the lead. We'll be right back in a minute. You're listening to Altamont Indians Basketball and Jack Event. Make cleanup easy with the new Whirlpool Dishwasher. 
you won't have leftover dishes to hand wash with the flexibility to fit tall items in the adjustable upper rack and room for 14 place settings. Plus, you can skip scrubbing and pre-rinsing when you use the boost cycle. Shop Rogers Home Appliances to see how Whirlpool dishwashers can help you manage your family's mealtime messes. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. Based out of Altamont, Illinois, Jared Nelson Trucking is a local company that can take care of all large or small hauling jobs you may have. They haul rock, grain, fertilizer, and many other commodities. Don't hesitate. Call them today at 618-322-6441 for a price estimate. Jared and Bethany Nelson and the entire Nelson Trucking crew would like to wish the Indians the best of luck. Jared Nelson Trucking is a proud supporter of Altamont Indians basketball. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont. They need to have the 47-36 lead headed into the final quarter of action here. As the Eagles will start off with the basketball as it'll be a plum there giving it off to Josiah Maxey. Now Josiah dribbles around the arc here and it gives it back off to Will Howard. And Will Howard is going to call for a travel. So the Eagles start the fourth quarter with a turnover back down tomorrow. One word on the Salem Brownstown Eagles tonight consistent. 12 points in the first quarter, 12 points in the second quarter, 12 points in the third quarter. Wow, so yeah, there they are. And it's the Millville with it. Got Josiah right in his face, and McManway almost dribbled it off his leg, but Millville. Low pass for Kaden Miller, but he somehow controls it, throws it up. No, Melville with a follow, no good. But he ripped down his own rebound, and the layup is no good and no foul either. So it'll be rebounded there by St. Elmo. Atwood with it. Josiah for three. Good. Josiah Maxey for three. 47-39. He's got nine points, Josiah Maxey. As it'll be a Davis getting across the timeline. And nearly had it poked free, but instead they're going to call a foul on St. Elmo. No foul on the Eagles, and another one goes in foul trouble. Foul's on Josiah Maxey, his fourth team's first. Both Maxey's, and now with four fouls, Collins sitting on the bench. And it's a lob for Kata Miller from the sideline. Pulls it down. Missed another short one. And it's going to be an over and back call on Kata Miller. So it'll get it back to St. Elmo and Hill. Pick up his fourth. Yeah, Kata Miller's fourth. Steve's first quarter for Altamont. Kata Miller's got four. Ed McManway's got three. So uh, they uh, finally uh, bring Colin Maxey back in with those four fouls for him. So that's Fiesel just going to let him go. And it's going to be a miscommunication. Thought Mason was going to run the baseline there, but instead uh, thrown away. And so it'll be a turnover back to the Indians. As it'll be Eli being the one. Taking up the floor, waits for traffic to clear, and he dribbles to his right, takes it all the way, lobs it up for Kata Miller, puts it up, misses another short one, and no foul either. And that's going to be rebounded by St. Elmo. 
And they're going to be a offensive foul. No, I could tell the way the crowd reaction and uh, Coach Cool's reaction as well. Oh, man. Things are getting testy here. Yes, they are. And the Glenway's fourth. It's fourth, so. As it's going to be a lobbed in uh, for uh, Mason is calling, or Colin Maxey. Next 15 to go. And Josiah Maxey has it here on the right wing. Trying to hit Colin down low, but instead they get it out there to a Mason. He drives, and it's going to be picked off by Nick Manaway. And he's going to be fouled there by Atwood, who's all over him there. And uh, so they finally call a foul, and Nick Manaway wanted a little excessive contact there on Atwood. A couple of his teammates had to come over and get him away there. Foul will be called on Atwood. His second team, second quarter for sale of Brown Pound. And so a plum will come back in for St. Elmo. And Colin Maxey will take a seat. I don't know what it is when these two teams get together. Maybe it's the rivalry, uh, but it seems to always be super physical and everybody yeah, seems to be on edge no matter how close or uh, blowout it is. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's an eight-point lead for Altamont. Tatum Miller has that at the top of the key. Now uh, looks to pass over to uh, Davis. Hands off to uh, Millville with 5.40 to go. Millville drives. He's all alone. Layup is good. Almost a reverse layup that time before Millville. That's 49-39. With Sam Maxey quickly the other way for the Eagles. Colin Maxey has it up top. And now they go over to Atwood for three. Can't get it to fall. Fight for the rebound. It's tipped up. And Josiah Maxey has it. And there's going to be a foul. And who's it on? It's on Altamont. And Josiah Maxey also will be going to shoot, too. So, Josiah Maxey will be at the line. As his free throws up, and that was no good. So, a shop is back in. And Colin Maxey going to be checking out. No, that's Plum. So, Josiah Maxey standing at the line. A free throw is no good either. But he gets his own miss back as Tatum Miller. Jumped a little bit too soon when he pulled down the miss. So, Altamont gets control after all. Five minutes to go in the game. The 10-point lead for Altamont. There's going to be a foul here on St. Elmo on the perimeter. Foul's on Will Wilhauer, his third, deep third. And we got a sub coming in for St. Elmo. At Lucas Powell coming in, making his first appearance for St. Elmo. As Josiah Maxey will take a seat. And Eli will get it in there to Millville. 
Millville guard closely by Plum, and they're going to call a foul. They too much contact. Actually, it's going to go against foul, actually. Foul's first, team's fourth for Sun Brownstown. So, next foul will put out my in the bonus. As Eli will inbound right in front of the bench and immediately gets it back from Caden. As Eli has it between the circles, he'll drive. Spin and kick to Davis in the corner. And it out. No good. And there's a foul. And they're going to say it was a three-point foul. Davis. And Davis is going to the line. Davis' first free throw is good. He is shooting three. Confirmed there by Scott Beal. So three upcoming for Davis. Made the first. And he in and out. No good, but he will get another one. So KD's first point since the opening quarter after a back-to-back threes. Some off- offense-defense subs here for both teams, probably, and coming, like, trying to navigate the foul situation. Third shot is good, so two for three there for Davis. He's got eight, and 51-39. Deep three by Atwood is off, and spot for the rebound. Come down with Caden Miller. And now Altamont will slow it down. As Millville will dribble to his left there. Kicks it off to McManoy. And now work it over to Eli Miller here at the volleyball line. He'll spin. He goes all the way to the layup. It goes. Layup for Eli Miller. And it's 53-39. Almost got away with a walk in. Schaub is whipping again. And Coach Fiesel will call a timeout there. So we'll take a timeout as well. We'll be back in 30 It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep or reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont. It's a 53-39 score. Altamont with the 14-point advantage. Altamont, quick turnaround because they got a game tomorrow. What about the NTC-CIC shootout? There against Tuscola. We got to worry about St. Elmo. Finish this one out. And that would miss the shot off the front of the rim. Rebounded by McManaway. As it'll be McManaway holding it. And he'll dribble to his right and gives it off to Millville. Millville picks up his dribble. Now gives it back off to McManaway. McManaway will drive and was cut off. And now gives it off to Eli Miller. 
Eli will go by Maxi and layup is good for Eli Miller. Two more points for him. 13 in the game, uh, 55-39. Just by Maxi fade away jumper. It's off and Outwood comes down with the offensive rebound. Mason gets one guy up in the air. His shot is off the front of the rim and snatched down by Kata Miller. As it'll be uh, Millville dribbling to his left. Now over to uh, McManaway. And McManaway dribble inside and now uh, dribble back out. And uh, so uh, McManaway will spin around to his left, hand off to Eli. Almost traveled, but gives it off to McManaway here at the volleyball line. Kata Miller, high post. Gives it back to Eli. 2.30 to go in the game. Eli will blow by Colin, and there's going to be a wayward pass, but it's hit by St. Elmo, so we'll stay right here at Outlaw. Eli will be the one that's taking out just to the right of the basket. Eli getting into there to a Caden Miller. A defender all over him, and they're finally going to call a foul. And Altamont in the bonus, so Caden's going to be shooting too. So, uh, Kata Miller will go to the line. First free throw up. And it's good. We got 11 in the game I have him down for. Kata Miller is the second free throw up and it bounces in now an 18 point lead for Altamont deep three for Colin Maxey off the front of the rim but it's pulled down there by Atwood and he can't get his follow shot to go and rebounded by Caden Miller Altamont's on a uh, 10-3 run here in the uh, fourth quarter as uh, trying to close out the Eagles. Or they can worry about Tuscola tomorrow night. And Eli will lose his dribble, so it'll be out of bounds. The turnover to the Eagles. And got Ryan Powell checking in for the first time for St. Elmo. And a plum is back in for the Eagles as well. Now Coach Beasel and Coach Cole both needed to uh, weave in the bench with the foul situation, but now it's an 18-point lead. Game's really out of way from St. Elmo. As that's Powell here at the uh, short corner, intercepted by McManoway. Layup, good finger roll for McManoway. Scoop and score, they called that. 59-39. Manaway's second steal of the game. And uh, so, Will Howard will lose it out of bounds. Another turnover. And Altamont's going to unload the bench here. As Yarhouse, Ruffner, Meyer, Walker, and Powell's all coming in. So, nice round of applause for the uh, starters going off the floor. Damn, off a sub 
well. Yarhouse is in there. Cooper Powell, Zach Meyer, Tyler Ruffner in there, and Alex Walker, a five now for Altamont. Ruffner has it with about a minute, 10 to go. They get it back out to a Powell here on the right side. I'll go over to a Yarhouse, picks up a screen, and Yarhouse dribbles out of it. He pulls it down and gives it up to a Powell. Backdoor cut there to Yarhouse. Puts it up. It's good on the jumper. Short little jumper for Allegan. Fifth point, 61-39. As the Trenton Bonnet in there for uh, St. Elmo. As Will Howard had her underneath the basket. Into a plum. Now back to Will Howard. He drives baseline, puts it up, missed the shot, but I'm going to go shoot free throws. Gavin Sanders also in there as well for St. Elmo. And Plum back in as well. I think Stop I got on everybody. The Alec Yard house. I think I got everybody there. And it's a free throws coming up here for Will Howard. And the free throw missed. He will get another. 41 to 2 of 30. All Altamont here in this fourth quarter. And the second free throw is no good as well. Tipped out off of a plum, so it'll be Altamont ball. 34 seconds left. 34 seconds. Stands in the way of Altamont. Another victory at the NTC. Set up that big one at the Inlow Center there on a Tuesday night. And... Uh, It'll be uh, Powell's with it, getting over there to a roughner here on the right wing. As uh, they'll get it over there to Yarhouse. Yarhouse will dribble around and dribble around, looks to uh, do something with it, and the Eagles will just let the clock run out. So that'll be your final score. Altamont takes this one, 61 to 40. Your final score as. Altamont pulls out the win, and they stay undefeated in the NTC. They improve to 18-6 and six on the year and 6-0 and oh in the National Trail Conference. And at St. Elmo, they have dropped to a 20-7 and 4-3 and and in the NTC. So we'll be back here in the postgame, and we will get the final stats from Dominic as well as we'll try to catch up with Coach Cool in uh, this one. We're going to try not to let him off the hook uh, tonight. And so uh, we'll be back to wrap this one up. 61-40, to Altamont victorious. And uh, so we'll be right back in a few minutes to wrap this one up. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball here on Jack Event. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement. And you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Make cleanup easy with a new Whirlpool dishwasher. You won't have leftover dishes to hand wash with the flexibility to fit tall items in the adjustable upper rack. 
and room for 14 place settings. Plus, you can skip scrubbing and pre-rinsing when you use the boost cycle. Shop Rogers Home Appliances to see how Whirlpool dishwashers can help you manage your family's mealtime messes. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. Based out of Altamont, Illinois, Jared Nelson Trucking is a local company that can take care of all large or small hauling jobs you may have. They haul rock, grain, fertilizer, and many other commodities. Don't hesitate. Call them today at 618-322-6441 for a price estimate. Jared and Bethany Nelson and the entire Nelson Trucking crew would like to wish the Indians the best of luck. Jared Nelson Trucking is a proud supporter of Altamont Indians basketball. It's not just furniture. It's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrisonville, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. When you're looking for that perfect company gift for your employees, where do you go? When you need custom t-shirts for that 5K or family reunion, who do you think of? When you need logo design, corporate apparel, or headwear, who can you rely on? Hi, I'm Don Burrow, owner and manager of Promark Advertising in Altamont. My staff and I, with our combined 25 years experience, are here to meet all your custom apparel and promotional product needs. Orders big and small, we do them all. Call Promark Advertising at 618-483-6025 or visit our showroom located north of I-70 in Altamont. This is the Altamont High School Basketball Post Game Show on Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School. Altamont and Victoria's here tonight over at St. Elmo Brownstown. Played the third of place game in the NTC tournament, but this one was a little bit more lopsided than uh, that one on that Saturday. 61 and 2040 was the uh, final score of tonight. Altamont victorious, improving their record to 18 and 6. 6 and 0 in the NTC ahead of the uh, two games there uh, next week as it's going to be uh, there at the Inlet Center in St. Anthony. Matchup on a Tuesday and Wednesday's two straws back here next Friday on a senior night uh, here for the uh, Indians of Altamont. And so. Uh, Look forward to that game on Tuesday, but we have a big one tomorrow as uh, Altamont making the uh, trip up to a Warrensburg Latham and a Warrensburg Latham busy afternoon there as they got a lot going on there at Warrensburg Latham. Wanted to pass along that it is at Warrensburg Latham and it's in the same complex as the high school, but I believe I was told that the game is in the middle school gym due to the uh, eighth grade having state up there for uh, basketball. So 
Uh, it'll be in the middle school gym, and we'll have coverage for you uh, right here on Jack FM with that a big matchup with Tuscola uh, there tomorrow night to close things out there in the NCC CIC shootout. Uh, there, Tuscola 21 and five of this season, one of the top seeds in the uh, uh, bracket. Uh, there, as uh, we might see them later on in the uh, postseason as well. So. We'll have to wait and see how everything uh, shakes out. Uh, uh, Altamont victorious here tonight. And really, they put it away there in the second half. Uh, St. Elmo's held only four points there in the final quarter. And uh, they got outscored there in the second half. Did the Eagles 34-16 to uh, there by Altamont to kind of put this one to bed and uh, get the win uh, here tonight and keep that. Uh, perfect record so far in the NTC. Uh, we'll see uh, regular season title still within grasp there for Altamont. Yeah, definitely the uh, regular season title still in grasp there for, uh, for Altamont. And, uh, they win here tonight. But, excuse me, have the uh, big one coming up uh, at the Inlow Center, a.k.a. the Doghouse there at the St. Anthony is there the uh, still the uh, number one team in Class uh, 1A in polls, and uh, Cody Rieger has his team playing some uh, some good basketball. I know they're involved in the uh, yeah, see, Coach Cool is up here, so we we'll hand him over to Mike and uh, yeah. let him say a few words. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get him over here and uh, get him on the headset here, and I'll turn it over to uh, Coach Cool. I said we weren't going to let you off the hook. <laughs> Uh, this time around, but uh, no, it's all good. There was a little bit of a weird day there in all the <laughs> So, uh, but congratulations uh, here, Coach Cool, filling in. And uh, you guys got the victory here, 61 to 40. And uh, you played pretty good here tonight. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, I thought we came out of the first quarter. KD, Kane Davis, um, hit the big three. Yeah. Our shots were falling. Uh, the team almost fought back. I mean, they were getting what they wanted. What was it, 13-10 the first? I don't know for sure. I know it was close. I just yeah. know it was close. I said, keep battling, keep battling. Um, I told them, I was like, guys, four minutes. I'm calling a timeout. We'll play four minutes at a time. We did good, and then we got tired. And our offense is not flowing. I told them that at halftime. Uh, and then Alec hit that great, I mean, Buzzer beater three, yeah. that was huge. That got us going a little bit. Had a little bit of momentum going in the half. Half talked about you got to work. We're going to have to still work defensively, offensively. You can rest a little bit, but our cuts suck, and that's why we're not getting anything. And um, We just started attacking the basket second half. And um, RP was – Caden Miller was getting uh, – some big rebounds there and putting them up. I thought he was getting fouled a couple of times, but I guess he's so big, ain't calling that. But they played great, good. Aiden took care of the ball. Eli took care of the ball. Uh, Kate Melville took care of the ball towards the end. I, I was proud of that. We just kind of slowly chipped away at him before you know it. I looked up and we were almost up 20. Felt like yeah. a <laughs> felt like a five point game. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, it was uh, a really uh, good effort uh, there uh, tonight. And uh, you also had to uh, navigate the uh, uh, foul trouble as well. Yeah, with the, uh, uh, I don't know. I said it here on the during the game as 
it always seems to happen. Uh, it's a St. Elmo physical yeah. game, yeah. Uh, and had to navigate the uh, foul situation. Yeah, uh, as well had some several players in foul trouble. KD McManway, uh, Caden Miller. Yeah, so I had to navigate that. The, the big one was uh, Caden Miller because he picked up second, I believe, in pretty the early on quarter, first quarter. Yeah, and but then we went small, which is fine. Alex, Alex did a good job, uh, but then it's like, where's our next person? Because ben, Ben's out right now. Ben Raiders sure. out, and, and Dylan even he wasn't here tonight. I guess he was sick. Um, but I put Tyler Leffner got a few minutes. So I thought he did good. You know, it's just who can give me one minute? Who can get you know come in and and uh, keep our team going? And uh, and then Aiden picked up his third, I think, in the second. So it was kind of like we take those guys out. Exactly. We want to get four, and then uh, Kate Miller got his fourth. And uh, Coach Suko told me that I was too busy yelling about the foul call and that shoot, whatever. Just let him play. Last time, last time he got his fourth, he got a technical going out. So yeah, I just don't let him play. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, you guys put it away there in the uh, second half, and uh, you held St. Elmo there to only four points in the fourth quarter. Oh, wow. Uh, as well, and uh, so he kind of, uh, you know, like you said, they they chipped away, and it was, it was still pretty close, but. You're able to put them away there in the second yeah. half. Yeah, and they did a good job taking care of the ball. I want to say our stats has only had one turnover in the second half, if I believe, which I could be wrong. but Sure. Um, I mean, uh, I didn't have very many marks down in the second so, half. I mean, so. you, do, you do that and you rebound, uh, take care of the ball. You're going to win some ball games. So, like I said, I think second half we did a much better job attacking, attacking, getting layups, getting open shots where – First quarter we did. Second quarter we were kind of watching everyone else to like, hey, go do something, go do something. And yeah. I thought we, I thought we got our flow going a little bit in the third and fourth. So helps when you hit shots too. Yeah. It definitely uh, does, and it's kind of a little bit of a different game than the first time around. Uh, yeah. The third place game, you guys had to come back uh, for yeah. that one, but you're able to jump on them early uh, yeah. there this time around. Yes. Yep. I was always going to play with the lead, you know. Uh, I'm always worried at halftime, you know, if it's down below or down, it's a little easier to tell the kids, like, hey, you got to work harder, got to work harder. And they will, where if you're up, hey, they're going to bring it. You better be ready. And they almost, they were. They they, they were. And, um, you know, we, we started getting a couple fouls. They were making shots. They were kind of going back and forth there in the third. And then, you know, I – like I said, I was so involved in the game. <laughs> like, yeah. just, I just felt looking up at the scoreboard, like, felt like a five-point game, but we were just chipping away, chipping yeah. away. You, you get caught up in it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, you guys uh, take care of business and hold serve here in uh, the uh, NTC and a lot of uh, great games here at the end of the schedule uh, here this year. As uh, This one uh, tonight it was important for the conference. The one on Tuesday will be important, uh, even yeah. more important at uh, St. Anthony. Yeah. Of course, haven't seen the Bulldogs yet this year. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've watched them plenty of times, but just haven't uh, played against them. Uh, there's more like it, but then uh, at their uh, place too. Uh, yeah, that's always yeah. always difficult. And with the regional pairings uh, that were released today as well, who knows? We might see St. Elmo right. down yeah. the line and Coach as well. That actually. So, and it always seems to happen that way with uh, St. Elmo's and so how close we are with doing yes, so. Yes. Uh, but, big one. Uh, yeah, very big one. Night. Yeah, and then we got tomorrow night, too. You guys making the trip? I wouldn't miss it. Oh, man, it's going to be a late night, isn't it? 
Hopefully, like I've been saying, hopefully it won't go four overtime time around. <laughs> they might have to call the game. Curfew. <laughs> yeah, with the coin. <laughs> uh, but huge against Tuscola. Uh, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a big game because uh, will they graduate one, I think, maybe? One senior? They still got all their, you know. Uh, they got the Quinn. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're going to be tough. What are they, like second in the state? I think yeah, it's kind of been hit them in St. Anthony all yeah. year long. So we better be ready. And, you know, we, I mean, our guys work hard all the time, but now here we go. We're going to take a long bus ride, play number two team in the state, number one, you know, right there. And we're going to have to get some shots. Hopefully they'll have a three-point line for us, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that'll be uh, good to go uh, there tomorrow evening uh, for sure. And does it uh, kind of affect the guys being uh, such a late tip-off? Uh, there as well, kind of watching all the other games uh, play out, and uh, it's scheduled to start at eight thirty. Uh, there, uh, does that really affect the guys? It's a little bit later than maybe possibly normal on a Saturday. Uh, possibly. Um, usually, you know, like if you think about it, the JV's playing first. So, like tonight, like freshman at five. So there's right. two games. So time we get there, it'll probably be the second half of the the game we get there then watch a full game and then get ready so it'd be kind of like tonight maybe but um i don't i don't think the time will i think the bus ride will affect us more than being yeah not being able to get you know it's going to be a long bus ride sure give us get there get warmed up it's not like you can go run around the uh, the court to warm up your feet or nothing Uh like that so as long as we come out strong i'll be happy but i said we you know back to back you know, just depending on dog fight. Hopefully, they're taking ice baths and drinking yeah. water, electrolytes, and you know, and getting a good night's sleep, and go back at it tomorrow. And it certainly will be a fun one there uh, tomorrow night. So, uh, Coach, we'll, we'll uh, let you go, and uh, thanks right. for joining us here yeah, on the uh, post game. You did fine. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, I uh, appreciate it, Coach Trent Cool, there for joining us here in uh, the uh, post game. And uh, we appreciate uh, coming here uh, after uh, the uh, game for some uh, comments there. And we'll get uh, Dominic back on the headsets and we'll run through some stats and, and we'll call it a night. All right, first of all, for Salem, Brownstown, as they fall here tonight, 61 40. Uh, Josiah Maxey was uh, 1 for 7 from the field, 0 for 1 from three point range. And he was uh, 4 for 6 from the free throw line with uh, 9 points. Uh, uh, Colin Maxey, excuse me, was 4 for 4 from the field, 0 for 2 from three point range, 0 for 1 from the free throw line with 8 points. Uh, Wayne Wilhauer was 0 for 2 from the field. Uh, Powell came in but did not score, so Plum came in but did not score as well. Schaub was uh, 5 for 5 from the field and 1 for 2 from the free throw line with 11. Brody Mason, 0 for 3 from the field. And Adam Atwood was uh, two for five from the field and two for five from three point range, one for two from the free throw line. As a team, Sam shot forty-six uh, percent. They're twelve for twenty-six from the field, three point range. They're two for eight for twenty-five percent, and six for thirteen from the free throw line for forty-six percent. And for Altamont, Alec Yarhouse was one for one from the field, one for four from the three-point range for five points. Caden Davis, two for four from three-point range and two for three from the free throw line with eight points. Eli Biller, excuse me, three for six from the field, 0 for 
four from three-point range, and he was seven of eight from the free-throw line with 13 points. Caden Millville, two for six from the field, two for three from three-point range, and uh, one for one from the free-throw line with 11 points. Aiden McManaway, three for five from the field, one for two from three-point range, and three for four from the free-throw line with 12 points. Caden Miller was the... Uh, Three for eight from the field and 0 for one from three point range, and six for six from the free throw line. As a, as a team, excuse me, Osmond was 12 for 26 from the field for 46 percent, six for 18 from three point range for 33 percent, and 19 of 22 from the free throw line for 86 percent. As they went here tonight against Samuel Brownstown, 61 to 40. And uh, that's uh, your final there. We appreciate uh, Carter back in the studio for turning the dials and helping us on and off of the air uh, tonight. So we have a schedule of the NTCCIC shootout on our website there at once for Latham. Again, that'll be in the uh, middle school as it'll still be the old high school gymnasium, uh, but it's the middle school gymnasium. And now since they had that eighth grade uh, state tournament going on there in the high school gym, so it'll be in the middle school gym, the old high school gym, but it's in the same complex. Uh, there as well, so it shouldn't be too hard to do a fine. Uh, just follow where the big kids are playing, and that should be uh, help you out there. Probably high schoolers a little little taller. Uh, there, 8.30 scheduled for the tip-off there between Tuscola and Altamont uh, tomorrow, and San Elmo is going to be there as well in the game before us against Morris for uh, there at about 7 o'clock. Today starts there with Central A&M and North Clay at 10 a.m., so uh, we will be back on the air tomorrow with that coverage of that uh, doozy of a game, Altamont and Tuscola tomorrow evening. For Dominic, and uh, we are saying a good night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. As Travis Sparks saying good night, and we're back to playing the music that we want here on Jacobin. Have a good night, everybody. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the Universal Life Policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. This has been a presentation of Altamont High School Basketball. Thanks for listening. We now return to our regular programming.